1: This is Terrio Media.
0: Don't wait for appreciation to buy real estate. Buy for cash flow and wait. In other words,
1: hold that
0: house. Your hosts, Matt Andrews and Matt Terrio. Yes. Hello.
1: Welcome. Flipping houses, it can make you rich. Holding them will make you wealthy. This is the Hold That House Show. I am Matt Terrio and over there is Mr. Matt Andrews. Oh, yeah. And before we begin, we've got a great gift for you. Go to HoldThatHouse.com and download the 4-Hour Work Month, the 10 Commandments to Managing Property Managers. It's really, it, it is the key ingredient to financial independence through real estate that no one is really talking about. And you can get that for free at HoldThatHouse.com. All right, today we're going to talk about, um, I think what is a very misunderstood strategy in real estate, and that is the, the subject of Section 8, Section 8. Uh, it's got a bad rap, and there's probably reasons why it has a bad rap, and I really think it just has to do with, you know, maybe you got into it with the wrong idea, maybe you got into it with the wrong approach, or maybe you had one bad experience and you let that uh, that apple ruin the whole barrel. Sure. Um, and I also think it's it's evolved quite a bit over the last decade or so, and it's a very different animal than what it might have been in the past. So we're going to talk about that. First of all, Matt, you just kind of want to share what is Section 8? Sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for those of you that don't know, Section 8 is basically a government-assisted housing program. So uh, people that qualify can or people that uh, are looking to have that assistance can put in an application with their local Section 8 office. Um, I think pretty much nationwide it's it's federally funded but locally administered, right? Right. So you will apply – to a local area. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you meet the criteria or think you do, you put in an application for Section 8. Um, you know, every office works a little bit differently. You know, the process is a little bit different because, like I said, the funding comes from one source. But the how they administer it and how they qualify you in different areas is different. Mm-hmm. So you turn in that application and you basically get a voucher. So it's like a, a the tenant. We're speaking of the tenant right now. Speaking about the tenant. Right. Yeah. So the tenant would put that in and they would get a voucher. And that voucher is like money. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, and in some ways uh, it's really, really good money because it's money backed by the government, right? right? So, you know, it's not money that will be gone if someone loses a job, you know? And so in a lot of ways, there's an element of consistency. They can't blow it on the weekend. Yeah. They can't blow it on the (laughs) weekend. It's not coming from them. Right. Right. So they qualify for it. um, They put in the application, they get, okay, they have a voucher. Then they can take that voucher and use it for a rental property. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the process basically works that they find a house they like. Um, they know from that landlord or from that property manager that, that uh, they are open to Section 8 rentals. And then they would tell the Section 8 office, okay, I've got a voucher for a three-bedroom or a four-bedroom mm-hmm. um, or whatever it is, and I found a house I want, so I'd like to you know, use my voucher towards this house. At that point, the, the office would then set up some kind of inspection. The Section 8 office would set up an inspection. They would do that inspection process, and if they get okayed and everything looks good, Section 8 will then tell the landlord, we accept this voucher. We'll pay you this much per month. Uh, they'll sign a 12-month lease with you. And um, then that's guaranteed income. Right. You know, unless that person for some reason has to move because the property is in disrepair or something like that. Mm-hmm. That check's going to come straight to your account. Right. After it's set up, it's going to come on the, you know, the first or fifth or whatever it is of every month like clockwork. It is a direct deposit from the government. Absolutely. So yeah. you don't
1: have to even depend on your tenant <laughs> to make that
0: payment. It's pretty nice.
1: Yeah. And it's it's typically above market rent which is another good part of it. So, and it's typically going to cover somewhere between 80 to 90% of their rent. So even if the tenant doesn't pay, you're getting 80, 90% of a rent that's typically above market rent. Exactly. So it's kind of like, you know, just don't tear up the house and uh, we're fine. Sure. And that is a reputation or a stigma that Section 8 tenants have is that they're going to tear up your house. Right. But that's not necessarily true. And it's becoming less and less true.
0: I'm uh, not, I've not found that to be the case at all. I know that mm-hmm. is one of the big beefs is that, right. you know, oh, section eight tenants ruin your house because the perception is that they're a low grade tenant, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. the, these are people on welfare and that they're no good because they need assistance right. and stuff, you know, and certainly they're gangsters that, and drug addicts. And 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 it's not the case. There are people that game the system, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Just like there is in every facet of life and right. business, right? right? But for the most part, uh, the people that I've rented to on section eight are great people. Mm-hmm. They're long term tenants. Um, I, I keep them on average probably 30% longer than mm-hmm. I keep a non-section 8 renter in my rentals in Florida and Michigan, which is where I do most of my section 8. So, I mean, from my perspective as a landlord, as an owner, as a cash flow investor who's interested in consistency of payments mm-hmm. and ease of use, it's a great system. Right. It's a great system. Now, I know that it does vary by area, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the stipulations are different. So, I mean, I'm sure there are some – you know, local administration, you know, government administrations that don't do a good job. Mm-hmm. And that's probably where some of those horror stories come from. Right. You know, but usually it's like, you know, you hear one horror story, there's a, 10 other fantastic stories. You're not here exactly, for every exactly. horror story, right?
1: And there's another dynamic that's happening amongst, you know, the, the local and federal government with regards to Section 8 is that they are um, not as, they're not as well funded as they used to be, meaning there are less vouchers available. Now it hasn't made an impact into the rental market. What has actually done is is increased the quality of your tenants, because there is they aren't as easy to get. The vouchers aren't as easy to get as they once were. Right. There is a, a waiting period. There is an auction process, and you know if someone is going to take away your housing because of you know you mistreating a property or you know unscrupulous behavior within that property. Um, you're more than likely that you're likely to think twice about it sure. as the tenant because you don't want to lose your housing You don't want to lose that voucher because you know You're gonna have to get back in line and that could be a several year
0: wait Absolutely, and that's that's to me is what really makes it work Yes, and that's what fights against the the stigma that it has is mm-hmm. that they don't care about the house and they tear it up guys I, you know, I don't know the way section 8 works in your market Maybe maybe it's a little bit different in my markets in mm-hmm. the markets in Florida I work in and in Michigan if a tenant tears up the house Section 8 gets taken away from them. Right. So that's basically like saying, you know, I mean, uh, that would be awesome if that could happen on a, you know, uh, with a regular non-section 8 tenant, you know, hey, if you start tearing up the house, your job's not going to pay you, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So let's say you work at 7-Eleven and you've been working there for five years. If 7-Eleven finds out that you tear up the house, uh, 7-Eleven is not going to pay you. Right. You know, so, I mean, that's the element of control there is huge. And those people have a vested interest in not losing that. Most of them, when they get kicked off, don't get back on, mm-hmm. you know? And if they do get back on, like you said, they have to wait months, sometimes even years. And uh, many times, you know, if there's only so many vouchers to go around. Many times they lose that, right? you know? And so that's, I mean, they have a lot to lose if they mess up the property. I personally don't ever have Section 8 tenants tear up, mm-hmm. you know, in, in 15 years of owning Section 8 rentals. I'm sorry, 14 and a half years. Your mm-hmm. wife corrected me the other day. <laughs> 14 and a half years that I've owned Section 8 rentals, um, I've had maybe one Section 8 tenant, damage a house Mm -hmm. and they were kicked off the program Mm -hmm. and they don't get section eight anymore. They're probably living with their mom. And of course that when you go to
1: the RIA club meetings, that's the only story that you tell about your section eight, right? (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's the way, that's the way most complaining landlords are, right? right. Yeah. You don't talk
1: about the other 14 years of smooth sailing. (laughs) Totally
0: smooth sailing. Yeah. yeah. No one wants to hear that. And that's the one tenant I've kicked out on section Mm -hmm. eight. I've kicked out far more tenants, even in nice high end rentals Mm -hmm. that lost a job three months after I moved them in. Um, and, and a lot of them are great people. They just, they fell on bad times, bad situation, you know? Right. Uh, well I've not kicked out besides that one, I haven't kicked out and I actually didn't even kick them out. They kind of left and <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> left the house mm-hmm. messed up. But in every other situation, mm-hmm. um, you know, hundreds of houses we've done in Florida for our own portfolio and for other investors. And, uh, there's been no problems, mm-hmm. you know? So if you know the process and you work, you know, within the system and make it work for you, man, it can be a fantastic system. Absolutely. Super. So,
1: you know, you maybe you're, rec- you're reconsidering. Maybe the Section 8 is a good thing. I get a higher quality tenant and I get direct deposit from the bank. How do I get that? How do I get me a Section 8 tenant for my properties? Well, I, I love this phone call from my property manager. He'll say, uh, hey, I've got a four-bedroom voucher uh, do you have a four bedroom? And I said, no, but I'll go get one. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Because that's how much we we value that, that section eight tenant.
0: It's just, it's money in your pocket. Mm -hmm. Easy money. It is. It
1: is. Well, it's easier. Easier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no such thing as truly easy money. Right. right? Exactly. (laughs) Um, I don't, we don't want to be that guy. Right. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. With that show. Yeah, no, that's totally true. Um, the, uh, so to, one thing to to the, the part there I just mentioned, they have a four-bedroom voucher. So when they get a, a voucher, they're going to get approved for a two, three, four, five, six-bedroom mm-hmm. uh, property. And the more bedrooms that, that's on that voucher, the more that they can pay. Mm-hmm. And right there lies a strategy. Our, our good friend, mutual friend, Joe Lieber in Cleveland he uh, looks for a specific type of house that he can add an extra bedroom or two.
0: Absolutely. He likes
1: to buy the, uh, the the two-story Victorian houses, and he turns the upstairs attic into a split bedroom. And he added two more bedrooms there. So he goes from a $750 a month rent to a $950 rent because he's got the two extra bedrooms. Absolutely. which I think it's a brilliant strategy.
0: Absolutely. And you you're, can do you're that anywhere. Building your own equity. Right. We did one just like that uh, just a few weeks ago. And um, I think it was in uh, Orlando, Florida. And mm-hmm. we put up a wall. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a giant, giant bedroom, you mm-hmm. know, it was just way bigger than it needed to be, you know, and and uh, we put up a wall, split it in two, still two good sized bedrooms, but mm-hmm. it turned it from a three into a four. That was the difference on that one rental of, I think, between 850 and almost $1,100. Wow. That was the difference between those two because they were right on the edge, you know, uh, and it was, you know, the four bedroom vouchers were pretty pretty, uh, you know, they pay pretty well. Especially that's a huge jump. That's it was a huge, a huge jump. jump. You know, you it ju- cost
1: us $500 to put up. Before. Right. And you calculate your cash on cash return. Yeah. That you just went from that $350 in many cases in most markets. That's the difference between a 10% cash on cash return and a 20%. Absolutely. It's huge.
0: And I made that money back in a month and a half of rental. There you go. You know, I love it. Thanks for sitting tight while we pay our light bill. We'll be back right after this. If waiting for your investments to grow feels like waiting for paint to dry, there's a powerful secret your financial planner doesn't want you to know. You can accelerate your investments' growth by two, three, or even four times. That's bad news for Wall Street, but great news for you. We're Turnkey Allies, and we'd like to offer you free information that will show you how to take control of your investments and double, triple, or even quadruple their returns, and it's yours for free. For the secret your financial planner doesn't want you to know, go to TurnkeyAllies.com. That's TurnkeyAllies.com. So I, I would honestly, and, and some people, you know, kind of are confused when I first say this. I would rather have a Section Eight renter mm-hmm. guaranteed for a year at nine hundred dollars per month than a quote qualified non Section Eight renter mm-hmm. who has a great job at thousand dollars a month. Right. You know, because the difference is the difference is thousand dollars a year. But really, I know what the difference is. is that. I have a much higher likelihood of having to move that person out, or, you know, the the person with the job having to move Mm -hmm. them out. Or they just move again in a year. Right. Versus a Section 8 tenant, which for me, they stay three years on average. Mm -hmm. I've had some Section 8 renters. I mean, I've been investing in property for 14 and a half years, and I've had some people that have been with me eight or nine years in Mm -hmm. the same house. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, get that kind of stability in any other segment of the market. Why? Mm -hmm. Because their payments made. Nothing's changing. I've not even hardly done any maintenance on the house because they just like where they live. Right. I mean, you can't beat that. Right. You know. I mean, find me a renter that's not a sectionary renter that you're going to have for ten years. Mm-hmm. You know, with almost no problems at all and never a late payment. Not one late payment in eight years with that woman. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, <laughs> you know, how could it be? <laughs> Sign like? me up. You know? yeah, exactly. The Sign it up. Sure.
1: Yeah. So, so how does my, my property manager? This is one of his strategies is for um, finding section eight tenants. And y- anyone can do this. I mean, he goes a little o- overboard, in my opinion, but it's certainly worth it. Sure. Is he'll park outside a white van, outside a passenger van, outside the uh, um, Section 8 housing. Okay, I can department. tell already
0: right, this is going to be really good. So it guys, is great. Guys, it's great. Note, I love uh, it. This is the kind of stuff you only know when you're really when, in the trenches. So <laughs> <exactly>. please
1: continue. <laughs> so he parks his white passenger van outside the Section 8 housing. He sets, sets out just a little card table and he's got coffee and he's got donuts. And they are free. <laughs> awesome. And he, they come in and, or they come out of the, the office. He gives them, he serves them a coffee and a donut. And he says, you know what? I'm just getting ready to take a, a, a tour of all the vacancies that I have right now. Would you like to get in? I'll drive you around and see if your voucher matches any of these properties. And when they match, he calls his his landlord clients says, here's what I got. And that's, uh, that's one of his big strategies on filling properties and maximizing the return.
0: It's, it's right there on a silver platter for you Mm -hmm. for for smart property managers that'll do that. And that's, uh, that's awesome. I love Mm -hmm. that. And, you know, one of our managers in, uh, in one of the central Florida markets we work in, uh, he does almost exclusively section eight for us, you Mm -hmm. know, for the properties he manages for us. And He puts out bandit signs, and I know a lot of you guys probably use bandit signs for marketing your properties. Um, He puts out bandit signs strategically at every stop sign within like a two-mile radius of the Section 8 office Uh, mm -hmm. in that city, right? So as soon as somebody gets that voucher in hand, they're pulling out of the driveway of Section Mm -hmm. 8. They're looking over to the right. There's a sign. They turn right, and there's a stop sign there. There's a sign. They turn left. There's a stop sign there. There's a sign. And the next two turns in either direction They're gonna see that sign for that, you know, for two, three, and four bedroom houses, section eight approved approved, call, move in today. Yeah, move in today. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody sees that, especially right when they get that voucher in hand, it's just like, you know, when you Google something, you're gonna call the first person you see. Right. That's your starting point. You know, and if you see the same number popping up three or four times on the same one mile drive, Mm -hmm. you're gonna get that. You know, you're gonna get that tenant. And then we give special incentives too. I mean, you know, we know how valuable those tenants are, so we'll give incentives. And if it's, you know, really competitive, we do kind of like you talked about in one of the last podcasts, we go in, look at other rentals and make sure ours is just a little bit nicer. Mm-hmm. We'll go uh, do a little, not really staging, but, you know, throw in a welcome mat and put, you know, make sure that the place smells good. There's some glade in there mm-hmm. or whatever. And just some other little touches that we know other section eight landlords are not doing mm-hmm. to make ours look a little bit better. And then sure. we'll, even, we'll even give them, you know, incentives, you know, right. like, hey, move in today or, you know, uh, use your voucher for this house today and sign the lease. And, you know, we're going to give you a gift certificate to Applebee's. Right. You get that today. You know, $50 to Applebee's, take out your entire family to dinner tonight, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, just b- we give them incentives to do business with us. Sure. And we let them know they're special. Right. You know, because they it, mean something. To that's us. actually very important is that, you know, I, I grew
1: up with a friend that that grew up in Section 8 housing. And he was actually very embarrassed to invite me over to his house. He didn't tell me this until we were adults. But he he always expressed on how he and, and his mother were a little bit embarrassed that they were in hmm. the section house area. And I can imagine that's a pretty common emotion, a common feeling of, of many Section 8 recipients. Sure. And by making them feel important, making them feel not going overboard, not being patronizing by any means – but treat them as you would treat anybody else. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people are rough and tough with them because they have these different types of expectations about them. And sure. And it's totally undeserving. Right. It's totally misplaced and it's totally counterproductive. So keep that in mind. And, you know, we've talked a lot about this. Put yourself in the other person's shoes sure. when you're doing this business and, and you can get a lot of mileage out of that, that practice and that discipline.
0: Absolutely. And take the long view. Like we talk about, I think we've said it on almost every podcast, you know, of, of hold that house. Take the long view, guys. You know, like a $200 expense today, if it saves you $20,000 over 10 years of holding a property, guys, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, that's a good investment. So take the long view. Realize, Mm -hmm. you know, are there some bad apples in any situation? Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, could there be a Section Eight person who takes advantage? Yeah, sure. Right. There could be anything that happens anytime, anywhere, you know. So, yeah, sure, there's, there's things that happen. But don't believe the horror stories that you hear educate yourself right and that's what we're here to help you do is to not just read an article in the paper not just listen to some press conference by some politician actually look at what's really going on and think about it right and we as entrepreneurs are empowered to do that for you sure. know and if we look at things realistically and we look at making things a win-win you know if it's a win for us and it's a win for that tenant and you know make it a triple win a win for the property manager you know win for everybody involved that's the way we like to do business, and if we're smart, and if we keep our eyes open, and if we pay attention to what's really happening, we can do that. We can always create that win-win-win scenario. Everybody's happy, everybody gets what they want, and what do we get? Cash flow. That's right. That's and that's why, that's why we're here.
1: That's why we're here. That's why we're here. So I hope that sheds a little light on on what Section Eight is, how it works, and how to use it to maximize your own portfolio performance. So that's it for today. Flipping houses can make you rich. Holding them will make you wealthy. We'll be back next week with another hot topic. Until then, remember, don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait.
0: Hold that house!
1: Contrary to popular belief, a lack of funding is not the biggest barrier to starting a business. It's excuses. But don't let a lack of funding be your excuse. We are Epic Fast Funding, and we'd like to fund your business with up to $150,000 in revolving credit lines. If you've got 60 seconds and a solid credit score, you could have access to your funds in as little as seven days. Go to EpicFastFunding.com to fill out our 60-second application. It's fast. It's simple. Up to $150,000 in as little as seven days. Go to EpicFastFunding.com.